the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is The Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening to the show. So I just got over my COVID, um, how shall we say, positive tests. My feedback was that it was not as bad as I've seen some people go through. Keep in mind that I was double vaxxed and double boosted. I got my second booster about four weeks before getting the positive test. I bring it up because uh, I would say the biggest thing for me is that it's still, I feel like I'm recovering a little bit of um, endurance from it, um, trying to build that back up. So my brain is still working. It's working well. Last week, it was still a little glitched to say the least. So thanks for being patient with me. I try to be as honest as I can on the air. Um, Sometimes the names are changed for the protection of people. In large part, anything that crosses my life is fair game on radio. Um, I just think the best way we can learn about investing is to talk to each other about it. For instance, I got an email from someone who wants to retire next year. And they started it themselves by saying, but I have $25,000 in credit card debt and a major monthly mortgage payment. I also live with my three kids and an ex. I'm like, whoa, wait, 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 wait. You're ready to retire? And first things first, I'm like, okay, are you supporting the three kids? Is the ex supporting you? You have a big monthly mortgage payment. Is that all on you or is that 50-50? Like, there's a lot of questions there. And that's even before you come up with the idea of a nest egg and how much do you have. I'm going to hope that she says she's got two to four million if she's in the Bay Area. Um, going to be 57. She's divorced with three kids living with her. One's 28, one's 21. And another one is a senior in college. Um, no, no, wait, wait. One's 28, one's 21, a senior in college and one's 15, a sophomore in high school. So first question is, are you going to be paying for that kid's college? Are you planning on helping with loans or you? What, what's going on there? Now, again, this is where we get societal, right? I have two kids that I will do anything for until they're 21, 22. I will pay for a four-year degree, and then I'll help them pay for a master's if they want to go that direction. Um, probably won't pay for the whole master's, but you get the idea. I'll make sure that it's within reach for them. Um, in this instance, the person who emailed me, she's got a mortgage of about $4,000. And when I say about $4,000, it also includes taxes, which is important because taxes are something you do have to pay in retirement if you own a home. I bought a home that was way too expensive last year that my property tax is crazy. My property tax is my brother David's East Coast mortgage for the year. She's got a great rate on her mortgage until January, 2022. Whoops. Then it starts to go higher and then it goes higher again the following year. So she got basically an adjustable rate mortgage 
she wants to know if she should refinance at a lower rate. Those days are gone. A month or two months ago, you could have, but at this point in time, you cannot. She has $25,000 of credit card debt split between a 0% interest on about 5,000 of it and 20,000 on a much higher rate. She's doing a little bit of financial engineering there. Retiring with credit card debt is bad because you're paying typically 15 to 25% um, on the money that you borrowed. So anything that you bought, let's say you bought a dollar of gasoline, you really bought, paid a buck 25 for it when all said and done is the idea you're paying interest on something that you didn't have to if you paid with cash. Um, she cohabitates with her ex who pays nothing. And she's trying to kick him out of the house. But in California, that's a little on the tricky side. She never told me, oh, her income, her 401k. Um, this is where it gets even trickier. She was considering taking a loan from her 401k to pay off her credit card debt. And I don't like that. I once did a show for the Learning Channel on the top 10 mistakes individuals make with 401k mistakes. And one of them was taking, off, taking out a loan. Um, and the only real experience I can give you is I had a friend who worked for Oracle and she took out a loan to put something into her house. And it's a low cost loan and you pay yourself back. And it's really easy to see how that can be beneficial to you. But it's also really easy to see that Anything that you take out of your 401k, if the market goes up, you're a loser. If the market goes down, you're a winner, but the market goes up seven out of 10 years. Um, gross income is roughly 96,000 right now. She works for the state and has a pension of, uh, and 401k, total of about 110,000. She has, also has one month's worth of uh, expenses. She doesn't have enough. Her best thing that she has right now is that she's under 60 and makes $96,000 a year. I would kick the ex out and or get a financial contribution from him. Um, she'll still have credit card debt when she retires. She'll still have hefty bills to pay. And you want to get those down as much as you can before you retire. Now, again, maybe she's not telling me something like she's retiring because she's lost the use of her hands and she's a surgeon nurse. I don't even know there is a such thing. There can be some other issues there for sure. Having $110,000 in retirement accounts is lovely, but in a down market, you don't want to start dwindling down that money. That's why you want to have three years of emergency funds, not just one year. Now, when you get into a real financial plan, these numbers are going to have to be retweaked aggressively by a certified financial planner. And they'll run some scenarios for you on what you can and can't pull off. Unless she's willing to retire Tonga, the lowest cost of retirement in the world, she doesn't have enough. Um, she can't even retire, in my opinion, to Oklahoma, which is a really low cost of retirement in the United States. I'm going to postpone retirement as long as I can. When I lose this radio gig, I'll continue to do just a podcast. You can find me at robblackshow.com. And when I don't do the podcast, and it's interesting because uh, I've seen one of those influencers, you know, the YouTube ones, that has 112 million followers. The question is, if you have 112 million, can you ask your followers for $1 each and pull off $112 million? I'm like, 
that would be interesting, right? I'm not really worried about money in retirement. I'm worried about like losing my edge. I like reading. I like studying. It keeps me smart, in my opinion. It keeps my mind active. I do a crossword puzzle every day. I read two books a week. I don't have a lot of friends. I don't have a lot of social. So maybe in retirement, I'll work at a Home Depot um, or an Amazon as a delivery driver with no pressure. You can't intimidate me with money. I just want to get to talk to people, you know, walk up to their house with a package, be their favorite part of the day. Hey, package for you. Um, but I'm not committing to that yet, but you see where my idea on retirement goes. It's some sort of activity. I don't know what hers is. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Buzz Lightyear failed at the box office. In large part, the expectation is that it was too, I don't know, what is the expectation? It just wasn't enough to get kids fired up. And it's interesting because you could say 75 million, 100 million as a failure when it was expected to pull on 120 million. Housing downturn is probably next. Will it be as bad as the stock market downturn? We don't know yet. I get an email from the most annoying man on the planet and he keeps doing it, which is really, really surprising to me. And I don't take for granted that he's a good human being. I don't take for granted that he listens to the show, but he keeps asking me the same exact question and I keep giving him the same exact answer. Um, and I've done it. I've, I've pulled him up on the air again and again and again. And I literally send, this is what I sent back this time. I'm just going to send you the same exact email that I sent to you a few weeks ago. Please don't email me ever again. It's depressing that you seek the same answers. And my guess is you're probably going from radio show to radio show to seeing if anyone will give you the answer you want. Um, at one point, he, he's desperate to find a rental property. And I don't know why. When the stock market's down 30%, that's a good place to start thinking about cash, considering the stock market historically beats bonds. Bonds historically beat real estate. Um, he doesn't really follow the idea of cash flow rentals. He doesn't really, I understand the idea of if he buys a rental, he's going to put a renter in it and we're about to see layoffs. So he better be very, very good about selecting a renter. As a landlord, I can tell you it's not always smooth. I use a property management company because I don't want the call in three in the morning on a Saturday that the toilet's cracked. I'm like, why is the toilet cracked? Oh, we we're having a party. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I don't want to be that guy. I use property management and that cost 8% of my mortgage or something. Uh, 8% of the rental contract, not mortgage. Um, I don't get it. So he is a person that has to have a rental out of market because something in his head is saying rental out of market. And I don't know if I'd be going after a rental out of market when unemployment should be following a down market because you could put a renter in who doesn't pay the rent and then you're losing even more. 30 seconds. Um, rates have gone up aggressively. I, I, he doesn't know what he's doing and he's listening to something out there in his head or on radio or podcast doing it exactly wrong. 
You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. A straightforward approach to managing your money. The Rob Black Show. So I don't know what the world's thinking about us today. But I can tell you what the world was thinking about us 20 years ago when I would travel to Europe. We loved our Bill of Rights. Worthy of note that when you'd go to Europe, one thing we could tell you is our 10 Bill of Rights. I would venture to guess 90% of Americans can't name five of our Bill of Rights. With that said, um, I don't think you say happy Juneteenth, but freedom is a wonderful thing. This is a show today where it's a federal holiday. In theory, I shouldn't be on air. The markets are not open. But I want to go through some of the stories that are out there that I think we could still learn a little bit from. Amazon has a new CEO. Jeff Bezos is no longer the CEO. It's almost a trick question because in your head, you think CEO Jeff Bezos, but he's a guy named Andrew J.C. And he's got a different vibe than Jeff Bezos. And he's going to have to make some decisions with Jeff Bezos on the board that maybe Jeff didn't want to do himself, but maybe Andy's like, I see the value of it. Here's the problem. I feel Jeff Bezos walked out of Amazon right before it was going to get tough. I think a little bit of that's intentional. I think Mark Zuckerberg's doing the same thing with Facebook by changing the name of the company of from Facebook to Meta. uh, He is no longer CEO of Facebook. So when Congress gets mad at Facebook and goes, we want to talk to the CEO about young teenage girls and how they can have a picture up, a picture of them. And suddenly they're getting hit with ads about being too fat. And I'm sensitive to that. I get that. I, I think teenage girls and teenage boys are, I would almost say violently insane with hormones between the ages of 14 and 25. I can tell you looking back at my 16 year old self, I'm not, I wasn't as smart as I thought I was. And it was a lot more emotional. <clears throat> so Andy J.C., the idea is he'll have to go to Congress when Congress gets mad about labor practices. Not Jeff Bezos. Mark Zuckerberg won't have to go because he'll be the CEO of Meta. And they'll have a CEO of Facebook who is probably a little bit easier on the eyes when it comes to arguing with Congress. And I only say easy on the eyes because if you've watched some of the interactions between Zuckerberg and living human beings, sometimes he can be a bit awkward. Andy JC is reconsidering the idea that Amazon needs to have as many warehouses as 7-Eleven locations. They really increased their capacity during COVID. So Amazon is reportedly planning to sublet a minimum of 10 million square feet of warehouse space, which sounds like a lot, but it's still only 5% of the total footprint that the company added during COVID. JC was not impressed by Amazon's push into brick and mortar. In March, he closed more than 50 of the company's retail locations, nearly half of which were physical bookstores. I've never been in one, so I can't really talk about it other than to say that the largest cost of doing business is typically labor. On top of that, the second one is your lease that companies get into. 
it's one of the reasons I've never been a big fan of big box retailer. I look at them as more trades than investments. So when Best Buy looks like they're going out of business, I don't think they'll go out of business. I might try to trade the stock, but long-term, I don't want to own it because when I go into a Best Buy, it's like that movie, 2001, A Space Odyssey, where there's just this monolith amount of space. And you're like, wow. And it gets a little intimidating. I get intimidated at grocery stores. What was the odd item I had to find this weekend? Um, it had to deal with baking. And it, it wasn't with the other baking items. So it was often its own little sublet of baking items. And I felt like I walked around the store for five minutes trying to find my way. So space is an issue that freaks me out as an investor on brick and mortars. Finally, Andrew JC is trying to solve the problem of overstaffing at some warehouses. In less than two and a half years, Amazon's hired roughly the same number of employees as the combined workforce of the United States Postal Service, UPS, and Costco. And following the Omicron wave, it found itself with too much labor, which is very, very expensive. I think these are all fixable issues, but it shows you that success or failure starts at the top. And I think with every company you own, if you don't know the CEO, shame on you. If you haven't looked at their board of directors, shame on you. If you don't know who might take over in the future, shame on you. You're just playing with money. You just have real money that you think is monopoly and you're treating it like monopoly money. I think you should read about companies you own. And, you know, people who own Bitcoin and people who own the banks in Bitcoin, you should read about the service agreements that are tied towards can you get your money back and what it looks like. Because when you don't, you're like, whoa, wait, what? I didn't know that. And yeah, it was kind of explained. Vince McMahon has taken a step back from the WWE. This is interesting of note, again, because success or failure starts at the top. I think down the road, WWE gets acquired. Would I own the stock for that? Mm, it's interesting. To me, why do they get acquired? Because they still are able to draw eyeballs. Young kids who want to see basically superhero men and women, as far as muscular size, fly through the air and do incredibly acrobatic moves. Last week, a couple of employees at SpaceX criticized Elon Musk, and they passed around a letter saying that he's a distraction, that he's an embarrassment. At least five of those organizers have been fired. Um, 30 seconds. What's that tell you? Be careful uh, what you wish for, maybe. Biden administration is brainstorming ways to help Americans at the gas pump. It's considered sending out rebate cards to Americans. One problem, not enough computer chips to make the cards in volume required. Oh, man. That's an example of supply chain and semiconductor mashup problems. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. An education first approach to managing your money. This is the Rob Black Show. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. It's Juneteenth that I'm doing a live show. It's the first national federal holiday that I've done a live show on. Um, in large part because my station didn't give it off to me. But with that being said, let's make the most of it. Stock market's going to get worse before it gets better. Why do I know that? Because earnings estimates haven't come down. 
Now, I started the first hour and I talked about how the NASDAQ's down 30% for the year. And historically, as I'm a 50 plus year old man, I've only seen a pullback of about 40% once in my lifetime. So I think there's technically historical downside. Yep. Not a lot. Am I stressed about it? Nope. Because every other bear market that I've been through, I've come out two to three years later at all-time highs, sometimes faster. It's usually six to 18 months to three years is about the time frame. Why will the stock market get worse before it gets better? Because we need to earnings estimates cut. We need to see how much Americans have reacted to higher prices that we're just not willing to go there and you count us out on that spending. We need to see it. And when that happens, it's going to change the value of the market because right now on the SP 500 for every share you own, you're getting X amount of earnings. And that'll be weaker as time moves on until we get to the earnings cuts and then we'll feel, oh, maybe we have hit a bottom. With earnings cuts will lead to job cuts. With job cuts will lead to cut down on demand. And hopefully the supply will work itself out with supply chain issues. Keep in mind, the federal government wants to send out a gas card and they can't do it because there's not enough semiconductors to make enough credit cards for it right now. Like, is that real? Yep. Uh, FedEx and Lennar earnings are going to be something to watch later in the week because I want to see the earnings come down. Then I'm going to want to see unemployment move up. Again, that doesn't make me a nice person. I'm not being nice on this show. I'm trying to get you to retirement. Bitcoin whale, a guy named Michael Saylor. He's really interesting. He doesn't have a criminal past, but he was charged with criminal activity by the SEC back in late 1990s. Um, he is telling federal regulators, like, uh, we got to get rid of the bad apples. Like, you were a bad apple, and you have kind of been a bad apple with Bitcoin talking about how great it is without really giving platitudes to reality. But Nuriel Rubini, who is not my favorite person, but he's a respected economist. He's known as Dr. Doom. He predicted the 2008 global financial crisis. He's branded crypto a Ponzi scheme collapsing upon its own weight. You can't ignore that. If you're a Bitcoin investor and you're like, ooh, it's going to the moon, and you hear someone say it's, it's going to collapse as a Ponzi scheme, you need to at least pay attention. But Michael Saylor, he refers to Nuriel Rubini as a horrible, and he thinks there's a parade of horribles out there right now, claiming that rock-solid multinationals like Apple would see more volatility in their share price if there were no regulations that, for example, prevent wash trading, a practice of artificially inflating prices by trading between two wallets, both owned by the same party, which is something that uh, Melania Trump did. She had an NFT that she was trying to sell, raise some money off of, and basically she bought it from herself. <laughs> Which is okay, but that's not the, that doesn't tell you what the value is. There are companies like Three Arrow Capitals that is a hedge fund that looks like it's about to collapse. And sailors asking on regulators to 
try to tell people to stop being mean about it, which is going to be very, very difficult to put that genie in the bottle. Back in August 2020, Sailor turned his business software company into a bet on the future price of Bitcoin. And now he's facing impairment charges of having to write it down because he's upside down. El Salvador President Nayib Bukele seemed to back away from a month-old pronouncement implicitly urging investors to buy the debt. He was the first man to make Bitcoin legal tender in his country, simply urging enthusiasts to enjoy life instead of watching the value of their investments. <laughs> That's not exactly an endorsement. Hey, this is not a this is a live show, but it's no live action on the market today. It is a federal holiday on Juneteenth celebrating freedom. And we do have a lot of freedoms in America. One of them is the freedom of speech. With that said, is it irresponsible to yell fire in a movie theater? Yes. Is it irresponsible to say Bitcoin may be a pyramid scheme? It's not. Until you see actual transactions that make sense to you, that hit your life, it's not. I would love to see my title put into blockchain of my home. I would love that. Let's put the title companies out of business by making it easier, easier to track and corrector to track titling. When you title a house and you have to go through that whole process of you just bought it and you have to transfer the title deal. I'm not going to use the word scam. Nope, not going to do it. But let's just say it seems incredibly um, redundant to do it every time a home is transferred in title and to pay three to $500 for the right to do it. That's not a popular opinion on mine. Worthy of note, shares praising Kate Bush for breaking through the testosterone curtain after running up that hill, hit the top of the UK charts. Um, Kate Bush's song, Running Up That Hill, has been featured in Stranger Things Season 4. It is, interestingly, as a writer, um, one of the main characters uses it as a positive light, a talisman, if you will. And it's number one in the UK right now, this song. And you're like, wait, wait, how old is this song? And you go, it's almost 50 years old. It's, it's 40 plus years old. That's not going to be your me. We're not going to get a whole new lease on life in, when we turn 60. We're not going to have a number one song that we recorded 40 years ago. I'm really, really proud because that was one of my favorite songs as a teenager. Um. And share giving props to Kate Bush. I think anytime two women prop each other up, I think it's a great thing. So I digress other than to say that's not going to be us. What is going to be us is many younger baby boomers may outlive their 401k savings. A new study shows. This is not me. I'm considered Generation X. But older Americans have a number of different goals with their retirement savings. Usually it is to make it last until they die. Many younger baby boomers and members of subsequent generations who don't have access to an additional pension. Um, pensions used to be great. You work for a company for 20, 30 years. They take care of you until you die. And they started figuring out you're living longer and longer and longer, and they can't do it. So companies like Ford and GM have had to change their pension plans aggressively. And they're no longer the norm. They're abnormal to see out there. Economists have compared the drawdown speed between those of traditional pensions and those of 401k savings, and they've come to the conclusion that a lot of people are going to run out of money early. This show is dedicated to getting you to retirement and hopefully until the day you die. 
number that you needed for retirement two years ago is now different because of high inflation. It's aggressively different. You need to rethink your plans and your goals. You can sit down with a financial planner and come up with a plan. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't miss an episode of The Rob Black Show. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. So last week, a company named Celsius blew up. It's a crypto lender that suspended customer withdrawals. It's warning that it needs more time before it can return to business as usual. I can't tell you a lot about third world countries and banana republics and scenarios where people rise to power and then abuse power, but this is one of them. This makes, this is a black eye on all crypto. If you put your money with a bank, you feel like you should be able to get it back with a pretty low turnaround of no time. It's been a week since they paused withdrawals, swaps and transfers. They want their community to know that their objective continues to stabilize liquidity and operations. They think it's going to take time. I don't know if people have time. <clears throat> when you see crypto fall 35% in one week, while they're like, oh yeah, we're doing our best to get you that back. They're not going to make you right. And you lawsuits will follow. Even though it's in the terms of the contract, lawsuits will follow. I just throw that out there for you. Celsius pays customers as much as 18.6% a year for taking in deposits on digital tokens. Some compare it to a bank, but it does not have the same regulatory protections and deposits that are they're just not federally insured there. In May, it held just under 12 billion in cryptocurrency deposits. If this company is able to survive, I would be amazed. You just don't see it likely as happening. One thing that has to happen on Wall Street and could start happening this week would be lovely is FedEx and Lennar can lower earnings expectations. We're not getting a lot of that yet. We've seen a little bit from companies like Microsoft and Adobe saying the high, strong US dollars are hurting our earnings expectations, so we want to lower them. I don't care if you blame Rob Black's grandmother. You got you to gotta blame someone. Or whatever, I don't I don't care if it's supply chain, I don't care if it's inflation, I don't care if it's the dollar. But expectations have to come down in earnings. Pixar's Lightyear movie was a disappointment, taking in just 51 million at the box office. Lightyear, the movie based on Toy Story character Buzz Lightyear generated box office takings of 51 million. That's disappointing. It was supposed to pull in excess of a hundred million. So a couple of weeks ago, we celebrated the return to normal. We had Spider-Man, then we had Doctor Strange, then we had <clears throat> a massive hit that we didn't expect, Top Gun Maverick. We knew Top Gun Maverick was going to draw a good number, but we didn't expect 156 million over Memorial Day weekend. Jurassic World Dominion achieved approximately 143 million. Now, Jurassic World Dominion did not get great reviews and it has not had great following weekends. Top Gun Maverick did get great reviews and it's had great following weekends. You could say all of this is like, this is good for the movie industry. They're back. And then you see a disappointment like Lightyear. Now, my kids are at the age where they no longer care, but from age maybe two to 10, they saw every Pixar film. 
Now they're 11 and 13 and probably don't care as much. But the following next couple of weekends look pretty fascinating to me because you get another Minions film, The Rise of Gru. I know some friends are going to take, uh, how shall we say, medicinal, recreational marijuana in California and go see it because that's who they are. They just want to giggle. But another Brad Pitt movie in Bullet Train, I've seen the previous four and I'm just confused. I'm like, I don't know if I need to see this in a movie theater. And I don't know, like, is, is that going to draw me back in? Keep in mind, I didn't get COVID for two and a half years. And I was adamant. I'm not, I'm going to be the last one. I'm going to be Squid Game. I'm going to be player number one. And then my kids had to go to graduation for fifth and seventh grade. And I think that's what did me in. It's them being close to everyone else while everyone else was close across the country. <clears throat> that being said, my COVID was very, very tame. Thank you all for posting on Facebook your words of concern. I really, really feel like there's a family here, a Stock Talk family, if you will. Stock Talk was the name of my first radio show. Actually, the first radio show was uh, 2020 on Wall Street, which was pretty good. And I actually had another name for it called 2020 Insight, but then people started confusing me with optometry which made me want to open up my Mexican-American optometry to compete with Warby Parker. I was going to call it I-I-I. And then I was like, no, that may come across as the wrong tone in America right now. But it does show you that we do try to get creative with our names and we do try to get creative with um, naming of companies. It feels like every name has been taken, right? There's, it's just, that's funny. I just sound like I was coming from the South. There is something that I want you to do there. The Minnesota there, buds. Um, moving forward on some of the big issues and stories that are out there. Again, it is a national holiday, federal holiday. So I don't have a lot of live news to analyze for you. Um, one of the things that I will point out is today's a good day to go through your insurance paperwork to go through your financial paperwork Um, in my 20s i dated three main people of which all of them got included in my paperwork on my 401ks my investment products my accounts and it wasn't until my mid-30s that i started cleaning and scrubbing their names off all of it i'm not close with i'm close with my sister and my brother david but not close with my other three brothers so I could have left money to my sister, which I did, but One minute. I also left it to my girlfriends. Probably a pretty good idea to scrub those right now if you haven't done it. And every three months to six months, I go through and change every password that I have. When markets are closed, I love doing things like that. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Where will Bitcoin be a week from now? A lot of analysts are predicting in the twelve to 15,000 range. Mark Zuckerberg is once again laying out the future of Meta. If you get a chance to pay attention, uh, head to YouTube and check out Meta's headsets and some of the ideas that Mark Zuckerberg is trying to do. What Mark Zuckerberg is trying to do, he's trying to be the operating system for the metaverse. I don't think it's going to work because Facebook has never done hardware well. Apple does hardware well. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.